Do you ever like to go into like open houses to see how other people set up their furniture and live their lives and get curious about just like interior design and what it looks like in that house down the street? Or maybe kind of think about what it would be like to test drive a fancy car or something. I get that feeling too. And that's why we're giving you a little inside glimpse into holistic witchery. We know that you were born magical. We know that you are intuitive and we know that you are brimming with everyday enchantment. Here at the Sisters Enchanted, we believe in intention, we believe in intuition, and we believe in everyday magic. Welcome in to the Expedition to Soul podcast. Hey, hey, today, this week, we have a special, special thing happening on the podcast for you today. And then on Thursday, so today's Tuesday, on Thursday, also twice this week, we are dropping special glimpses into holistic witchery. So holistic witchery is our life changing. It is literally life changing. I mean, everybody says that people be like, oh, this, this food, this recipe is life changing. I know people who've taken holistic witchery and have gone on to be sober for five years after a lifetime of alcoholism. I know people who have saved marriages who were previously like with the divorce lawyer. I know people who went ahead and decided, let's get us uncouple amicably because you know what? This just isn't working for us. I know people who have resolved relationships with their adult children, people who have quit their jobs, sold their homes and traveled the damn country because of the transformation that they have experienced in this program. And I also know know what it's like to be hesitant to second guess yourself, which is part of what we help you with second guessing yourself, because no one needs to be doing that before you register for something like this. So holistic witchery happens in a couple different parts. There is the pre-recorded curriculum that you always have access to. It's always there for you and it grows with you. It's not something that you learn once and then you're done. Every time you grow, you will look at the material in a new way and be able to use it again, basically with fresh eyes. So we have that part, but then we also teach it live a couple times per year. And in the live teachings, we sort of give you the, here's, if you only take away a little bit, here's the overview. Here's what you need to know. So today's podcast episode, I am giving you a clip of the week two live video that I did from our last time of teaching this class live. So it's just a piece of it. And it's where I go over the overview of how the material all comes together. We distill everything down in a unique framework that I created. You can only find it here at the Sisters Enchanted, nowhere else. And I'm going to give you a sneak peek of that today. So go ahead, enjoy. This will be available through Sunday. So you want to listen to it uh, and, and take it all in. Why the spiral? Where did it come from? So we've been teaching holistic witchery since 2019 as it is now. And all of the components of holistic witchery since um, 2017, starting back in 2016. And so in early 2021, actually, Anna and I were both in, we were taking um, a life coaching certification program that we'd been working on doing. And we were sitting in different rooms and I came out with this like idea as not paying attention as a true wanderer, you know, myself is <laughs> that was like, Oh my gosh, I have this brilliant idea. And it involves these five eyes and the original version involved a tree. And anyway, that did not, that changed as time went on that I thought about it, but it was developed in early 2021 from me, uh, connecting the dots between all of the material that we had been teaching here 
at the sisters enchanted. And really what I noticed from teaching thousands of people online, um, was that we could certainly teach things like working with the moon and teach tarot. And that's what we were teaching and about the energy centers and crystal grids and everyday magic and, and all these tools, but really they're all just a bunch of tools, all of them. And unless there is a deep connection to how you're using them and why, you know, it's kind of just another thing that you learn about, uh, we also saw that the people who were really doing a lot of the inner work were the students who were having the most success with applying the things they were learning here. Uh, and so when we look at the world or the, the rhythms around us, we have eight different seasonal festivals or Sabbaths. Those are the, we have Yule, um, Yule, Imbach, Ostara, Beltane, Letha, you know, onward, uh, Lunasa, Maben, um, Samhain. Did I miss any? I don't know. There's eight of them. And what they mark is the shortest day, the longest day, the equinoxes and all the between days of the year, right? So there's eight of these festivals on the wheel of the year. There's also eight moon phases. There are eight spots on some ancient time wheels that, uh, you can find historically or that have been dug up or located or unearthed, whatever we want to say. But there's a lot to remember in our modern world. So I found though, that if we could distill all of this down to four key units, four key areas that work together, um, we can create more expansion. So what I found was that working, you know, really trying to work with every single eight moon phase while I still acknowledge them and like know what's happening, um, breaking it down to four areas was more doable. It allowed a greater time to naturally ebb and flow through the other four areas. And that is how we came up with the four initial eyes on the spiral. But what we also know is that intuition grows through more presence, not through more intuition, which is how we get to the five, the fifth eye. And we're going to go through all of them even more, but the more that we're present in our lives, the more that we're self-aware, the more that we trust ourselves, the more that we actually see, observe, and know what's going on around us, the more intuitive we become. And that really is because we're grounded. We're centered. We are aware. Uh, and we're not living in chaos. We're not looking for external validation and we trust ourselves. So more presence leads to more intuition, not more just like looking for intuition, not more tarot practice, uh, more presence, which is why some people really expand their intuition through meditation because that's being present in their body, being present in their awareness and in their energy. Um, abundance also expands from more presence. So an abundance of time, abundance of energy, abundance of health, relationships, money, all of this comes from more presence. All of it comes from more presence. They all flow together and one is not more important than the other. So we have five eyes on our spiral and one is not more important. They are all important and they all worked together to expand, to grow and create this rhythm in our lives. All right. So the first eye on our spiral is intention. Now, if you took the expansion archetypes quiz and you are a mapper, then this is the one that aligns with you. We have mostly mappers and wanderers in these parts. So <laughs> that's a fair part of you, a fair bunch. That's Anna. Anna's a mapper. Actually, I was tied for a mapper this last time. Surprise, surprise. Um, 
but intention aligns with the energy of a mapper or mapper rather with intention. It is an inner type of doing setting intentions. It's based on feeling. So you'll see, and I, I circled it on the slide. It's the top moon that's circled. Uh, and it's indicated by a moon because it is inner. So moon lunar is inner solar sun. That's outer. That is external, right? Um, and setting intentions is an inner type of doing. We set intentions based on how we desire to feel. Um, we set intentions based on our future vision and what it would feel like to have that future vision. And it's very inner. Now, the key here is to remember this inner part, and you'll learn a lot throughout holistic witchery through all of the things you're going to learn here, whether it's more of the growthy work or the magic sort of work, uh, that whenever you are looking at external factors to decide what to do or how to feel or how to be, um, that is when we disconnect from how we are on the inside. So it's an inner type of work. The lunar cycle, this energy is from the new moon to the first quarter moon, the new moon to the first quarter moon. Uh, it is in the seasonal wheel of the year, Yule to Ostara, and it aligns with the energy of winter. Um, so some of us aren't very good at wintering, which is being still so we can feel how we want to feel. Uh, Anna's much better at wintering than I am. <laughs> <laughs> um, I always get wanderer in my top, my top results. The other might change. <laughs> always wanderer. Uh, it's aligned with the element of earth. And we work with the moon here to develop a rhythm. So what you're going to learn about in the intention setting unit is working with the moon. And while the moon encompasses a whole lunar cycle and really can flow through this whole five eyes spiral, we're going to teach you about the moon in relationship to intention setting specifically. Um, because it's the rhythm that we learn from the moon that helps us remember to come back into the rhythm of ourselves and the rhythm of feeling, the rhythm of intention, um, the rhythm of coming back to it when life happens and we inevitably forget what it is that we are working toward. It's very easy to say, I want to feel abundant. And then you walk out your door in the morning and all these things happen that make you feel not abundant. <laughs> and then you forget and that's why the rhythm of the moon is there to help us come back into rhythm with what we're working on. So you're going to learn about the moon with intention setting. Uh, it also includes the waxing crescent moon and Imbach. So what you will learn uh, again, when we get into the moon section, is that there are eight moon phases. Um, there's also eight different places on the wheel of the year, as I mentioned. So if we were to look at this image here and you see I have the top circled and then on the right where there would be three o'clock on a clock is a sun in between those what time would that be like one I don't know between the one and the two <laughs> is that right there is another moon phase and there is another spin on the wheel of the year right um and those are sort of uh kind of like coming in energies so we sort of absorb those the letting it sit the letting it be into our spiral here um, and you'll learn more about that as we go through the whole program, it'll start to make more sense for you. But this section of time also includes the waxing crescent moon and Imbach. Integrate is our next eye on the spiral. It's our second eye. And that is on the right. It's solar in nature and would be in that three o'clock spot. So this is external. Remember, it's external. 
uh, associated with that wanderer energy. So wanderers like myself, we're very like in the world around us and it can be very easy to get just gobbled up by the world around us and detach from the inner stuff. So it's very action oriented, very external. It's that outer type of doing with integrate. And it's because we are actually trying to do the work of integrating how we want to feel into our lives, which requires action in the outer world. It aligns with the first quarter moon to the full moon for the seasons, Ostara to Letha. Uh, some you might say it, Letha, Letha. Uh, that is the longest day of the year. So the spring equinox to the longest day of the year. Uh, and we're in that right now. So we are in this action time. You look around, depending where you live in the world, I'm in Connecticut and you can see there's little crocuses on my front yard. The world is taking action and coming back to life here. So the spring season, it is the air element, the air element that it's associated with. And we work with the energy centers here to change our stories and allow old ones to reveal themselves. So here's the thing about our energy centers and the stories that are held within them. And again, we're going to learn, you have a whole big unit on this. So it's all, it's all coming down. <laughs> it's all coming down the bike. Um, but when we're taking action on how we want to feel, we're going to come up against roadblocks that make us feel like it's impossible or things are going to happen that distract us, or maybe we have grand successes and it's like super easy after all. All of these things are opportunities for stories to reveal themselves and to see how we can take this new way of feeling and insert it into our current energy, which will require changing. But if we're not looking for it, we won't notice the misalignments. And that's what we do with the energy centers. We're really looking at these stories and our energetic capacity. I keep hitting my microphone and our energetic capacity for this new way of being. And that's, that's integrate. And includes the wax, waxing gibbous moon and also Beltane. The Beltane is around May 1st, very flower crown, very dancing around the bonfire sort of energy, all good stuff. Our third eye um, is insight. I also have inquiry on here because I was dancing around with that. But really, it's about looking inward, asking ourselves questions, um, insightful reflection, right? That's what this is about here. It's aligned with the adventurer energy. So I believe that our adventurers used to be our third largest group. And I think it might have got knocked back a seat this time. But um, I think overall, maybe still our third largest group of people. This is an inner type of doing again, uh, which can sound very not uh, expected <laughs> when we think of this energy here, because it also is aligned with the full moon to the third quarter moon. Um, it's aligned with the longest day of the year down to the first day of fall, Salitha to Maven. And it's very much that summer energy. So how is it that summer energy aligns with inner doing, right? That might seem unexpected. But when we think about the full moon, the full moon is where we release in order to make space for the thing that we're creating. And to do that, we must do shadow work to understand what needs to be released. And also, can you see a shadow in the darkness? You cannot see a shadow in the darkness. Um, you see a shadow in the light and it doesn't nobody any good to be doing shadow work in the darkness. We want to bring it out into the light and incorporate it into its fullness back into ourselves. 
So that's why we do shadow work with the summer months. That's the energy aligned there, the fire element. Um, so we can see it and we see it in the light, not when we need it the least, which is in the dark. It includes the waning gibbous moon and also the season of Lunasa. Um, yeah, so that's our adventurer and our insight. That's our third eye. Our fourth eye is ideate and could also be replaced with imagine if ideate is a word that doesn't stick for you. I like the term ideate because it's a, it's a very like engineering sort of architectural term. And it's really taking different pieces and making something new with them and kind of going to the drawing board, so to speak, and saying like, how can we make this thing with what we have? What's a new way we haven't uh, looked at yet? But it could very much also be be imagine. Uh, this is aligned with the dreamer sort of energy. And this is an outer type of doing again, which like that insight might seem kind of counterintuitive because if you're dreaming, right, wouldn't that be inside? But what we're doing here is we're looking at, if you look at the world around you and kind of do something really strange and look at your life as like Lego bricks, right? Uh, and then what you see is how it's built right now but you can take them apart and build it back together in another way. There's always another way. And it can feel really hard to see that when we live in our life and we don't feel like there is another way. Uh, but the reality is there's nearly always, <laughs> nearly always another way. And that's why it's, it's an external sort of energy. It's a doing because we are looking around and we're doing in our mind. We're very much active in our energy right now and active in our thoughts, active in our imagination, active in looking for pathways that we hadn't yet uncovered. So this is a very doing sort of energy. It's from the third quarter moon to the new moon. If we're looking at these rhythms in a lunar cycle would be Mabin to Yule. So the first day of autumn to the shortest day of the year. Uh, that autumn season, the water element. Um, oh, and we do have a, I have a mistake in here. So we're not working with shadow work. Darn it. I thought I got all the, <laughs> I got them all. Um, we are not doing shadow work here. We are using our everyday magic tools. We're making our crystal grids. Um, maybe we are sort of doing, casting a spell or a wish or a prayer through our actions. Maybe this is the time when you, you know, bake somebody in need or a bunch of muffins, or you go volunteer somewhere, or you, you know, do the thing that you needed to do for a long time and have been putting off um, to give back to yourself in that way. So this is where we're incorporating sort of the energy of everything we do, the words that we think, the things we say, the actions are manifestation in action. And how are we sort of dreaming of a new way forward through the actions that we're taking using our everyday magic tools? Um, this includes the waning crescent moon and Samhain, uh, as well here. All right. Intuition is our fifth eye. Intuition is our fifth, is our fifth eye here. This is aligned with the energy of the seer. So if you took the expansion archetypes at quiz and you're a seer, this is our energy here. Uh, and this is the sum of all the doing. <laughs> it's the sum of all the doing the full cycle experience, the full seasonal experience. It's the universal experience. 
the spirit source self element, whichever one of those rings the truest for you. Um, and it's where we're using our tools like tarot. We might use our crystals to really anchor in to a moment to feel more trust in ourselves, to listen to our intuition and that intuitive knowing. Uh, and we use our intuition and our personal energy here come together to naturally expand as we do all of the other four eyes. So the more that we are going through setting our intentions, working on integrating them into our life, doing the shadow work through insight, we're dreaming, imagining, ideating the future, right? The more that we do these things, um, the more our intuition expands. And the reason for that is because we're trusting ourselves more. We are more present or more aware. This five eye spiral here, as you're going to learn throughout our time together, um, it's really something that can be used in a big way, in a micro moment sort of way. Uh, and is truly a game changer once you're sort of like in the rhythm of walking yourself through the five eyes, but it's the first four eyes that really count. The fifth comes naturally because the more you're doing the first four, the more your intuition grows. All right. When it comes to the material, uh, right now you're going to receive the units in the order that we created them in starting with intention and working through the five eyes. Once you've received them though, and you want to go back into them to dig into them again and again and again, because it really can be applied over and over again to any new place, um, in your life experience. Right. Uh, and when you dive back into the material, it doesn't matter where you start because it's a spiral. <laughs> there is no start. You just sort of get where you get, um, and what you need at that moment. When you are, you know, doing this later on, once you've got this under your belt and you understand the material, you know, as life happens, you might just look up one day and realize, oh, it's a full moon. I'm feeling some kind of thing. And I want to tap into this, this rhythm. You just start right there at that full moon eye, which is insight, right? Um, you don't need to start in any particular order though. Ideally we start with intention, um, but you can always just jump back in at any point in time. That's how spirals work. I will tell you if you're new here, we had a big debate on Team TSE as to whether people spiral out of control or spiral downward or <laughs> if spirals are expansive. <laughs> I was on Team Expansive Spiral and we have a spiral. <laughs> um, to use the spiral, you're going to do quite a bit of, um, oh, skipping ahead here. Oh no, it won't let me go back, go back. There we go. To use the spiral, you're going to learn the whole sort of process of applying all the different parts of it, but you can start using the spiral right now today. Like as soon as we get done here for time management, you can use the spiral. Um, really anything that equals can be broken up into four, even spots, like the hour of a day, right. Or chunks of a day, like the morning or the afternoon or four quarters of a day, but you can even do it just in a moment to moment basis. So if I get off of this call, for example, and I go, I don't know, out, out of this room and I see like one of my children doing something I don't want them to be doing. <laughs> and then I might ask myself, what is my intention for right now? Like, how is it that I want to feel in this moment? You know, like maybe I want to feel 
like, a, like at peace, or I want to feel caring, receptive. Like, how do I want to feel? What do I have to do to feel that way? Um, and then do a little shadow work. Like, where is this maybe other feeling coming from? And what do I want this? What do I want this communication to look like? Right. So we can do this constantly on a project level. If you are a person who works and maybe you sit down to do a work project, what is my intention for this project? How do I want to feel when I'm done with it? What do I have to do to get it done? What might get in my way? How might I be my own barrier? What might I, you know, distract myself with? That's shadow work. What do I need to do? Like, how can I dream up a way to set myself up for success? And like that quick and easy um, is very simple ways to apply these five eyes. And again, you're going to, you're going to learn all of this and understand it more thoroughly by the end. But for project planning, we use it for lunar cycle work here at the Sisters Enchanted. We look at the um, new moon and we set our intentions, the first quarter moon, you know, like where's this fitting into our current energetic body? The full moon, what do we need to release? Um, what shadow stuff to make space for a new way forward? And then at the third quarter moon, um, doing a little like creative work around visioning for the next cycle. And through doing that again and again and again, the intuition naturally expands, right? Naturally expands. Um, so yeah, you can use this to understand other people in your lives. You know, like maybe if you find that you just are constantly in disagreements with a person, sort of asking yourself, you know, what is your intention for your communication with them and how can it look a different way? And really just applying this to all of the different areas of your life. Um, now this is an interesting thing. This is just something we put here for food, for thought, for everybody. There are several different, uh, things, bodies of, you know, I guess, philosophy or thought, thought, knowledge, knowledge work. I don't know. Some kind of thinking is happening um, where there are big shifts in our lives every seven years. Um, Saturn has a seven year sort of cycle run to it. Uranus, uh, Waldorf style education talks about these seven year sprints. So this was just something that sort of came to us in conversation one day. But if you take out like the, the seven year itch, yeah. If we take out our lives and break them down into fours, right. Um, we can kind of see how this works out now. It's not perfect for everybody, but generally speaking, like a zero to seven year old, it's kind of just like figuring out what it's like to be in the world. That's very much intention setting. Like, how does it feel to be a human? <laughs> what does it feel <laughs> an eight to 14 year old? Those are the kids that are like giving us the most trouble. Anybody, I got an eight-year-old and all she wants is a cell phone. Like she wants to integrate ever like being a grown-up into her life. Like she's trying to figure out now I'm not like she is a very much a kid, but in her mind, you know, like give me what does it look like to be this thing now? I'm taking action on it. Teenagers, young adults, they're learning all kinds of hard lessons. That's a lot of shadow work there. They are learning so many hard lessons. <laughs> and then 22 to 28, like, what does it look like for the future? Do I buy a house? Do I get a career? Like, start a career? Like, what do I do? I go to like all of this stuff is happening <laughs> in this time period, right? And then I think too, if we can look at midlife, it's not different. If you then have a house, maybe you have a family, maybe you don't. Maybe. You, you know, got it. You worked really hard on your career. Maybe like an illness popped up. Who knows what the thing is for you, but then we're like, sort of, well, what does the next part of my life look like? Right. How do I live that now? I've learned some lessons. What's the next part going to be? 
So of course this is not hard and fast, but I think it's a really interesting way to look at this and think sort of like, where am I right now? And of course, every year, every lunar cycle, every moment we can be living these five eyes on a smaller, more micro level, but we can also really zoom out and just get information on how we might be moving to, through the world right now and how we might be observing the world around us. And I think it can help us to take some pressure off of ourselves to also understand like, you know what, I'm in this big chunk of time right now where this is kind of the energy that is for me. And I don't need to do everything in this moment, right? I don't need to do everything in this moment. All right. So that is the overview of the five eyes. I do want to show you one other thing that I have coming your way. And these will be in your class portal um, on Wednesday, I believe, possibly tomorrow, but definitely Wednesday. And we have coming for you a bonus that our five eye templates. Anna, can you give me a thumbs up? that you see the five eye your time. Okay. So there's going to be 10 of these coming your way. Um, and what they do, because what I find is that folks get really tripped up on like individual parts of the five eyes and getting them, <laughs> getting them, um, correct. Right. Well, so there is no correct. Firstly, there's no there is no correct. Um, but people get really like, I want to do it right. Someone tell me that this is right. Or there's they like just don't know how they want to feel or like what shadow work they want to do or or something like that. So what I'm giving you is these kind of cheat sheets. <laughs> now these are based on all of the people that we have worked with, and they're very much generalizations. So you would use them as you see fit for yourself. But these are gonna come out, 10 of them. The first one I did was five eye your time. Um, so basically what you would do is choose one intention from the list. I intend to feel, pick one of these things. Then you'd pick one from integrate and there's an activity for you to do to integrate into your life. Then you'd pick one shadow work prompt for insight. You'd pick one activity for the ideate and then one sort of thing you can do for intuition. And the intuition ones vary because again, intuition is the thing we're expanding, but I didn't want to leave it off the list. So I came up with some cool ones for intuition. So you're going to have 10 of these. Now, these are really think of them as jumping off points for applying these to your life. Or if you're feeling really stuck, really overwhelmed, again, they're going to come, you're going to get them. I probably maybe tomorrow, but Wednesday, definitely you'll get them. Um, and you're going to have these sort of cheat sheet kind of ways to go through this to help take the overwhelm out. And then you can, of course, start applying this in ways that are the most meaningful for you in your life. Um, but this is the page that we are going to talk about right now. And all it says is choose one intention you'd like to work on through your holistic witchery um, journal here, this whole book. And then the other question is, are there solar goals attached to the intention? So what I want you to think about is over the next, we have seven weeks. And then if you're going to do conjuring abundance with us, um, which will be in June live, then that's another four weeks. Um, you know, what is your intention for this time? How do you want to feel either during this experience or at the end? All right. So how, so think about that right now. Okay. So what is your intention or how do you want to feel during this experience or at the end? of the experience and during could look something like, you know, wanting to feel 
um, confident or wanting to feel, uh, somebody mentioned that they, or Crystal, I think mentioned feeling belonging in the group. Um, and maybe you want to feel belonging, you know, uh, here in, in there. Um, so how do you want to feel at the end or during that's an intention. And again, you can come back you can change it. There are no, my only rule here is that you lead with kindness. You're kind to yourself. You're kind to your peers. You're kind to us. Just be kind outside of that rule. My other rule is read the orientation section. <laughs> that's my other rule. <laughs> read there, read the start here in the circle community <laughs> that helps us help you. <laughs> um, otherwise, uh, otherwise, uh, yeah, <laughs> you can change your intention. All right. So then the second part of that was, are there, are there solar goals attached to it? So you're going to learn more about this next week. We're really going to go into it, but, uh, your intention is how you want to feel your solar goals would be the things you're going to do to help feel that way. So for the class, you know, if, if you have an intention around like participation in the class, this might be doing the different success bonuses, like make scheduling in the time. Um, those of you who have time magic, I was using, there's templates in there. I was printing out my own templates this morning. I really do use them. <laughs> so maybe it's scheduling in the time. Maybe it's looking at your learning style, maybe, um, you know, sharing a win. Uh, if you want to feel something in a personal life or your career at the end, and you're really, you know, maybe this is your second time here. Other solar goals that you want to list according to that, that you're going to do, um, you know, throughout this time together. Uh, so just going ahead and putting words to them, putting words to them, how you want to feel your intention and any solar, solar goals, solar actions that you're going to take to feel that way. That is, that's it for today. An overview of the spiral, how you want to feel during or after this experience and your solar goals attached to it. Again, slow week because a lot is coming at you next week. A lot is coming at you. Um, and I want to remind you before, <laughs> um, before next week hits that we don't expect you to do every single book. We don't expect you to answer every prompt. You know, there's a lot in here. So really looking through what applies to you right now, what's the part that's going to be um, most beneficial for you right now. Is, do you need to listen to the audio or can you you know, do you prefer reading? So we made it very, the book or the materials, whether you get the book or you print them or read them digitally, it's very thorough. You could totally do a scan through of that and like get, get so much information. So, um, there will be more next week, a lot more, but, uh, remember that it's a toolkit that you'll come back to again and again and again. I hope that you loved hearing about the way that we have put together our five eye spiral. This is how we distill down working with the moon phases, the energy centers, doing shadow work, um, cultivating ritual and magic in your life, plus divination and intuition into a pragmatic system that also helps you to find calm in the chaos and grow into whatever it is that you want to grow into in your life and cultivate it into being. It is proven to work by those who use it. And uh, we have some epic bonuses this week too when you register for Holistic Witchery that are really going to help you sort of level that up even greater. There are so many added benefits to joining us in this round of Holistic Witchery, including the live programming, some epic extras for you. And then once you get into 2024, we're going to teach the astrology fundamentals portion live with our 
our seasoned, very, very smart team of astrologers to help you get through that information as well. All right. I hope you enjoyed. I love taking you down our virtual hallways. I wish I could bring you to like, I don't know, our own magical school castle and walk you around personally. This is the best I can do. I be on the lookout for Thursday's episode where we're going to drop you a sneak peek from Kelly. And until then, I hope that you have an enchanted rest of your day ahead. If you liked this episode of the Expedition to Soul podcast, please rate, review, subscribe. If you're listening on Apple podcasts, it will really help us spread everyday magic, intention, and intuition to the masses and helps us so much as a small business. Be sure to hit that subscribe button on your favorite podcasting platform so you never miss an episode. There are new episodes every Tuesday. And as always, thank you so much for listening and being part of the community here at the Sisters Enchanted. And we'll see you in the next episode. Mm-hmm.